Chilling. Truth. And that's what I decided I'm going to murder my mother. I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Okay, let's, uh, I'm just gonna flick my mic for the clapping part, because Noah's asleep, I don't wanna okay. make, you know, I, I'll see it still, so it's fine. Right, okay. But I'm not, you're not gonna see me clap, is what I'm saying. Got it. Okay, you're so s***ed right now, I can just see it in your just face, you're like, <laughs> fucking not even on this planet, which is convenient for what we're talking about. <laughs> cool. Yeah, dude, dude, you are, uh, looking a bit... Uh, this thing is like know. a magic wand, bro. <laughs> like it takes yeah, you it makes, to faraway places. <laughs> it makes you turn on the planet, dude. You're yeah, fucking, dude. Put your face closer to the camera. Your eyes are so... <laughs> You're fucked, dude. This is going to be so fun to talk about aliens with you tonight. Oh, dude. Blackberry, dude. Uh, so tasty. That's awesome. Okay, so... um. Welcome to the Chilling Truth, everybody. I am Corey, and I'm looking at Willie Nelson over here. Hello. And uh, <laughs> it's Johnny, but he's just doing some stuff that Willie Nelson likes to do quite a bit. Uh, uh, he plays plays saying. the git fiddle, plays the guitar. Actually, the git fiddle. Plays play the guitar. Pick them strings. I do not know how to play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I cannot <laughs> so, do that. Uh, today we're talking about aliens, and we've been doing this show for, uh, what, three years now? Two and a half years? Three years now? Has it been that long? It seems like it's been forever. Huh. Uh, but, n- no, today we're we're finally talking about aliens, and we haven't done an alien episode in all this time. We're 62 episodes in, and this is the first alien episode we've done. Uh, but it is pretty arbitrary. Uh, the episode's going to be pretty arbitrary. We're just going to talk about alien abduction as like a pretty broad topic. And so we're going to talk about, of course, what is an alien abduction, obviously. Uh, two important, two very important alien abduction cases. We're going to talk about a couple of different alien species and their roles in the universe. Okay, so uh, the first thing we're going to talk about, like I said, is alien abduction. So an alien abduction is sometimes also called an abduction phenomenon. Alien abduction syndrome or UFO abduction is a it's a personally held belief in which the alleged quote-unquote abductee describes quote-unquote subjectively real experiences of being secretly kidnapped by non-human entities or aliens and subjected to physical and psychological experimentation. Uh, so basically it's when they beam you up and they uh they like poke you and they stick fucking shit in your pee hole and then we're gonna see that uh one of the victims of an abduction we're gonna talk about tonight had something stuck in her navel and apparently uh, it was very very painful which i can only imagine it would be so let's start talking about the abduction cases. So the first one we're going to discuss is Betty and Barney Hill. Now Betty and Barney Hill is probably one of the more common alien abductions that most people know about if you're in the ufology world or the ufology world, however you want to pronounce it. I know people pronounce it differently. Uh, whichever, but you know about Betty and Barney Hill. So, uh, and you see I put a picture of them in there. Do you see the picture? Yes. I, I found out you can put pictures in here. Yes, that's a good photo. So now this, we have we can see what they look like. It's so on the book. You you know how a picture works. You got it. Yeah, I'm familiar with photos. Yeah, <laughs> existed for some time. <laughs> yeah, yes, a good bit. 
Yeah. So Benny and Ben, I always say, I always want to say Benny Hill because of the, burr, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Like from the old TV show, the old cartoons, like the Benny Hill music. I, I know the tune. I never knew that. Were they like running around, like chasing each other? No, yeah, Yeah, I just never knew there was a guy, like I didn't know who was responsible for that. Or I like, think it's from show. like the actual, I think it was a TV show called Benny Hill. I don't, I'm not sure. I think by the time I saw it was like people were just throwing it in their videos. Yeah, and then Scooby Doo did it as well, running through doors and stuff. Was that the tune? Huh? Oh. I don't think it's the tune, but they did the act of like running in. Oh the yeah, doors the back and, and forth stuff. and chasing each other. Yeah. It's, yeah, and then they like poke their head out and be like. I just don't remember the tune. You know. Yeah. Did you <laughs> so mean anyway, to make Barney... a Scooby Doo like alien? Like, because you know they worked with. Well, they didn't really deal with real aliens. Uh, it was no, it was like it a was, person in a costume. But but it was always like an alien type pre or a ghost or like any kind of like like a monster. Creature. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's almost like they wrote it that way. It is weird. <laughs> it's almost like they planned the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. So Barney and Betty Hill were an American couple who claimed they were abducted by extraterrestrials in a rural portion of the state of New Hampshire from September 19th to September 20th, 1961. Uh, which is interesting, is in 1961, if you see the photo I posted, they are an interracial couple, which I'm sure was not an easy thing for them, especially to come out as an interracial couple and be like, we were abducted by fucking aliens. And also, well, you when hate you do everything we stand large for. amounts of acid. You know, it, you just want the world to know, man. You you want to know what are you? Where did this come? Acid? They there's got to be like there's got like dude. It was a bad trip. Like, I mean, I would love to believe in aliens, but I also like part of me is like, dude, maybe it was just really good drugs back then, and they just. I don't think these two adults who are clearly very distinguished were fucking doing tabs of acid in their free time. He's wearing a suit. I wear suits all the time. I've That's... never seen you in a suit, and I've known you for. Like almost ten years, I've never seen you wear a suit. Dude, I own them, you know, for like weddings and. You, know, you can own a suit all day, but that doesn't mean you're a distinguished person. Donald Trump wears a suit. Exactly, a that's my point. Thank you. You're saying that he looks distinguished. Oh like, man, I, I just, just fucking yeah. I just exactly. backpedaled my own argument. Damn, yeah, I proved you. your point. Who's real here? Yeah, dude, not me. <laughs> Fucking yeah. <laughs> Fucking not yeah, me. not me, dude. Anyway. Okay, so. Um, there's, like Bernie. I said, it was the first, what did you say? Barty Bernie. <laughs> what did you say, Bernie earlier? Oh my God. Well, at least it's a fun episode. We're not doing, <laughs> at least you weren't like this on the fucking Einsatz group. And no, 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 that would have been awkward. This is a <laughs> episode. Last episode. This is not, why did you say sword. it's Like, what do you do throwing words out there and shit? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I forgot about your public image. Are you a cop, bro? You a fucking cop? <laughs> I'll just bleep. You know what I'll do? I'll bleep them out. So I'll just be like, you're a bleep. Like <laughs> it just sounds like you're calling me names. Okay. Like my editing fucking job isn't hard enough as it is. Cool. Okay. That. So like I said, like speaking, I was trying hey, to Speaking say, of which, your editing job. So I told you, I, mine stopped recording for a second. So you got a gap to deal with. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I figured you would. Yes. Right, uh, so it was the first widely publicized UFO abduction in the U.S., like I said a minute ago, and I've tried to say three times now. Uh, so we're not going to go into their life story. We're just going to touch on the UFO encounter that they had. So according to a variety of reports given by the Hills, the alleged UFO sighting happened on September 19, 1961, around 10.30 p.m. 
and the Hills were driving back from, to Portsmouth from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. Is it Portsmouth or Portsmouth? I feel like it's Portsmouth. Portsmouth sounds it's, creepy. It's Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like Portsmouth. New. It's like Newfoundland. It's like it's spelled Newfoundland. Yeah, but, but people Portsmouth say Newfoundland. Sounds like, Newfoundland. It sounds like a cave that's really slimy and like wet. Portsmouth. Sounds gross. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the Portsmouth. That's the Portsmouth. Uh, so that was just uh, just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire. Betty claimed to have observed a bright point of light in the night sky that moved from below the moon and the planet Jupiter upward. Jupiter, not Juniper. What the fuck? Jupiter uh, upwards to the west of the moon. Betty urged Barney to stop the car so she could get a better look at the light. They stopped the car at a picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, if it if I was in that situation, I feel like I'd be like, let's not stop. Like, let's just. Get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Uh, you know, people are curious. And I, I've i seen weird lights in the sky. I don't know if they're UFO, Like, the satellites and stuff. I stop and look at them. I'm not going to, like... I kind of want to see how long I can see it. So I could... Yeah, but, like, an actual, like, craft? Yeah, if it came down, I mean, I'm, I'd probably just stand there. And be like, dude, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, we <laughs> yeah. know that you'll be the first one abducted. Dude, uh, who's to say it's not going to be like the dopest time? I mean, it could be. And, you know, when they're, I mean, we're going to see that another guy we're going to talk about, he had a pretty good time. Uh, I don't know if you've read through the script yet, but uh, he I, had a pretty good time with a with a very tall, blonde alien lady. Oh, nice. I haven't heard any of yes. those kind of stories. It's always like they probe you, kind of study you like a plant or something no, no, no. and, and then they uh, just plop you back in a random spot on earth now nah, it's gonna get pretty spicy here in and, a little bit and then so you're you crazy just, the rest of your life you just you just get ready all right i'm ready so betty looking through binoculars observed the craft flashing multicolored lights traveling across from the face of the moon because her sister said she had seen a flying saucer several years earlier betty thought it might be what she was seeing right now through binoculars, Barney observed what he assumed was a commercial airliner traveling down Vermont on its way to Montreal. Of course, the fucking logical explanation, Barney being the the voice of reason here. However, he soon changed his mind because without looking, as if it had turned, the craft rapidly descended in his direction. This observation caused Barney to realize this object that was a plane was not a plane. And that's a quote from him. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense. I didn't type that. He said it. Right, right. They quickly returned to their car and drove towards Frenosha Noach, a narrow mountain stretch of the road. So here is where it gets a little bit intense. Approximately one mile south of Indian Head, they said the object rapidly descended towards their vehicle, causing Barney to stop in the middle of the highway. The huge, silent craft hovered approximately 80 to 100 feet above the hills, 1957 Chevy Bel Air, pretty nice car, oh, yeah. and filled the entire field of view in the windshield. It reminded Barney of a huge pancake. So I, it's like the typical uh, flying saucer, like the round, you know, the like that kind of shit. You know, yeah, 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 it's a saucer. Yeah, like the half circle on top, half circle on the bottom. And yeah, that's why they call it a saucer. It's shaped like a saucer. Yeah, well, it's actually called a UFO. It's not a flying saucer. It's a UFO. Well, I know, but saucer's like the type of ship, like during, like those depictions of the ship. Saucer's a type of, of plate as well. It's, yeah, the shape is similar. 
That's why we. Yes. That's they're both round. Well, and you know, not as domey. You know, like you know, the future. We're dissecting things that don't need. I to think be it's appropriate. Absolutely not. No, if people <laughs> just, think about like the the UFO flying saucers, like you, like that's what you, like if a kid was to draw a a spaceship, I mean, it's it's either going to look like a NASA shuttle, like something like that, or it's going to be like you know the disc shaped. Well, that was a great segment for our fans who don't know what plates are or how they look. You're welcome. I'm glad we could educate you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're dude. talking about bullshit right You're now. You're a little more classier now that you know what a saucer is. Yeah, now you can eat smaller portions. Yeah. Because you know that there's plates that exist that aren't gigantic. So carrying his pistol in his pocket, he stepped away from the vehicle and moved closer to the object using the binoculars... Barney claimed to have seen about 8 to 11 humanoid figures who were peering out of the craft's windows, seeming to look at him. In unison, all but one figure moved to what appeared to be a panel on the rear wall of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. The one remaining figure continued to look at Barney and communicated a message telling him to stay where you are and keep looking. Barney recalled observing the humanoid forms wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps. Like a bunch of fucking Nazis. We just talked about Nazis last episode. Yeah, I guess so. But there's the picture here. Like a, like, a, like a baseball cap? Or like, look at like a, <laughs> What are yeah, we talking about? Fucking, they were all wearing white stuff. They, <laughs> yeah, like, they just flew in from the game. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, just could have been, you know, anything. Like, just a plain black one, but is it a baseball cap style? Like, one that you could easily <laughs> embroider, wearing, like, FBI on or, you know, like, They were wearing police. glossy black uniforms, so they were wearing, they were wearing skin-tight latex. Yeah, I'm thinking latex with baseball, <laughs> like, baseball caps with latex. These are some yeah. sexy aliens, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Not against it. <laughs> it was it was just a bunch of BDSM enthusiasts talking about <laughs> just coming back from a baseball game. Yeah. yeah, they're ahead of the times as far as the uh, aircraft. As far yeah, as far as the they sexual awakening goes. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> before we talked about sexy aliens here, uh, the red lights on what appeared to be a bat wing fin began to telescope out of the side of the craft and a long structure descended from the bottom of the craft. The silent craft approached what Barney estimated was within 50 to 80 feet overhead and 300 feet away from him. On October 21, 1961, Barney reported the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, Investigator Walter Webb, that the, quote, beings were somehow not human. Barney ripped the binoculars away from his eyes and ran back to his car. He screamed at Betty, they're going to capture us. The craft then moved to directly above their vehicle. Betty and Barney tore out as fast as they could in their car. While driving away, Betty rolled down her window and looked up at the craft. Right after the hills heard a rhythmic beeping, which they said sounded like it was bouncing off the trunk of their car. The car vibrated and a tingling sensation passed through the hills' bodies. The hills said that then they experienced the onset of an altered state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. Then, a second series of beeping sounds returned them to a consciousness. They found that they had traveled nearly 35 miles south, but had only vaguely spotty memories of this section of road. They recalled making a sudden, unplanned turn, encountering a roadblock, and observing a fiery orb in the road. So, loss of time is fairly common when it comes to, uh, when it comes to alien abduction. 
So the Hills, arriving home at about dawn, they asserted that they had some odd sensations and impulses they could not readily explain. Betty insisted their luggage be kept near the back door rather than the main part of the house. Their watches would never work again. Barney said that the leather strap for the binoculars was torn, though he could not recall it tearing. The toes of his best dress shoes were scraped. Barney says he was compelled to examine his genitals in the bathroom, though he found nothing unusual. They took long showers to remove possible contamination and each drew a picture of what they had observed. Now, I don't think, I mean, her keeping the luggage by the back door, I mean, I guess if it was like impulsive to where she couldn't control the fact that she needed to do it would be kind of strange. But after a traumatic experience, like obviously you're like, what if this, what if they come again? You know, like I want to have my shit ready so I can get the fuck, like a go bag kind of thing. Well, if you can't escape in a car, you definitely can't. Like, a to-go bag is useless. Yeah, you're not going to be able to fucking outrun them in your scratched-up dress shoes there, Barney. You're going to have a hard time fucking getting away from them. Yeah. They're so, from outer space, for fuck's sakes. So I think, yeah, you live paranoid day-to-day thinking they're going to come back, but that you don't bother with a to-go bag. That's stupid. If anything, if anything, you've got, like, an underground bunker because you've lost your shit, so you don't need a to-go bag. You're already, you're already where you need to be. Hey, man, if they want you, they're going to get you. Yeah. So shortly after the encounter, Betty began having weird dreams. In the dreams, Betty, Barney, and the men walked up a ramp into a disc-shaped craft of metallic appearance. Once inside, Barney and Betty were separated. She protested and was told by a man she called the leader that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. She and Barney were taken to separate rooms. Betty then dreamt that a new man, similar to the others, entered entered to conduct her exam with the leader. Betty called this new man, quote, the examiner, and she uh, and said he had a pleasant, calm manner about him. Though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's command of the language seemed imperfect, and she had difficulty understanding him. If you don't come to America, start abducting people. Make sure you learn goddamn yeah, English. <laughs> you think aliens would understand the language, right? You guys are supposed to be fucking smart. You can't even speak English. God damn it! It'd be weird. I, I you know, I, I think people like to assume that by the time they're here, they can, uh, and if they can't speak it, they can definitely understand it. Right. Yeah. But everything's like metacognitive, like you know, you or like telepathy. You'd think, you know, futuristic. You don't need to use your mouths. Yeah, but see, what I don't understand about telepathy, even like when it comes to aliens, so say I was an alien and you weren't, and I spoke, let's say French, and you only spoke English, if I send you a message telepathically, does it translate in your head, or do you hear it in French? We're, in a, we're, we're both advanced beings, so... No, 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 you're a human and I'm an alien. Oh. I, say it again, then? I'm a human, you're an alien, I'm speaking... <laughs> you're what? a human... No, yeah. no, no. You're not talking. I'm talking. You're an alien. You're a human. Okay. I'm an alien. Yes, got it. And if I speak to you telepathically in my language, does it translate in your own head or do you hear it in my language? I think like, you know, Betty and Barney, uh, he like he was told by the figure in the window in English to stay where he was or he was, right, was communicating. So obviously he understood it. So maybe, yeah, advanced beings know the language of whatever rock they're about to land on. I think they do the, the research. World of aliens, anything's possible. Well, I mean, you, you can't prove it otherwise. If you if, if if something is able to even travel to us, 
that means their technology is so advanced that you know languages and you know different things to to uh, you know for communication are going to be like we're we're cavemen we're like prehistoric fucking <clears throat> they're so beyond us in that capacity so i would assume well, there is a theory that if you that, had technology aliens... to get here you would know all that you need to know about that rock that you're going to well there is a theory that aliens use us and this goes into like the simulation theory that aliens use us humans as an energy source so everything we're doing is creating energy for their their planet which i think is pretty cool yeah rick and morty had an episode about that yeah i didn't see that i didn't get this information from rick and morty i got it from a no i didn't say you did but it's hilarious conspiracy podcast yeah it's um he basically has it's an episode of he had to go into his spaceship battery to uh uh, like oh yeah, yeah. And it was like another world, and there, he created yeah. a universe that created energy to run the battery for his spaceship. Which seems excessive. <laughs> well, not really, because I mean, theoretically, I mean, isn't that? I mean, that's a good possibility that uh, you know that's what we are. You know, like you said, There's we're, we're creating the energy theory. for another life form, or <clears throat> you know, and then that world inside the battery has you know their battery that you know they're sucking from another universe it just yeah so it's like a russian nesting egg basically but it's more on the concept of like multiverses and like multiverses inside of those multiverses and it's just yeah yeah. it's like turtles all the way down i like that theory such a dumb theory. <laughs> I'm not look. I, I'm not gonna say anybody that thinks that's real. Like I mean, I feel like they hang out with the flat earthers. But you know, yeah, as, as someone who likes to expand uh, my uh, my typical method of thinking, it's it's a cool. That's a theory fancy to way to say. About. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> that's a really long way to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, whatever. Look, yeah. I'm just saying that theoretically, I think it sounds dope. I think. Just because I don't know how they came up with turtle, like I really don't. Yeah, turtles is weird. Like how how did the turtle become? You know, like what? Who came first, the turtle or the theory? You know, it's like the, the chicken and the egg. Well, yeah, but like even the universe, like you just tell me, you just like the universe just produced a turtle. It hey just man, they say it produced so, God, so I mean. So I think it's cool possible. for like, you know, as an outdoorsy man of the earth like type of dude, like naturalist, like you know, I believe that we're fungus on a rock, whatever. <clears throat> Uh, I think, you know, being the fungus growing on a shellback would be pretty dope. Anything's possible, man. None of this can be real. We could wake up right now and be fucking six years old. Yeah, no. No, I constantly, I'm, I've said it before, man. I constantly just wait to just wake up in a padded room with a straight jacket. I'm so scared of it. I'm so scared yeah, of it. Like, like, to just wake up and be like fucking yeah. six years old and I was taking a nap and then my whole life has passed by. Yeah, dude. I'm sitting in a corner of a padded room. And there's someone in there saying, "Yeah, Johnny, you're a teacher." You know, like just say, like, like, I'm, you know, like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Talking about this. Oh yeah, you're going on another motorcycle ride today, huh? Like, you know, I'm just like making shit up, just like talking yeah. to myself, thinking this whole world is all real. right. Let's go to let's go have breakfast now. It's been fucking <laughs> ten minutes. Your whole life has been ten minutes. Yeah, it's a terrifying thought. Eh, it's fun. Funny thing about. It. Okay, Always so back ready. to Betty and back to Betty and Barney here. So. The examiner uh, told Betty that he would conduct a few tests to note the differences between humans and the craft's occupants, so between humans and aliens. He seated her on a chair, and a bright light shone on her. 
The man cut off a lock of Betty's hair. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands. He saved trimmings from her fingernails. After examining her legs and feet, the man used a dull knife similar to a letter opener to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled cellophane. He then tested her nervous system, and he thrust the needle into her navel, which, Betty, which caused Betty agonizing pain, whereupon the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes, and the pain vanished. Which would be such a fucking cool thing to be able to do. Yeah, dude. Pulled a Miyagi, bro. <laughs> I don't know who you are anymore. What, dude? You never saw <laughs> Karate Kid? Yes, I've seen Karate Kid. He hurts his D in the end, like, and he, like... Fucking does like the hand clap, and he fucking ra- like, you know, puts his Miyagi like he heals his knee, you know, enough to finish. He was still fucked up. That's why he had to do the flying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> back to let's get off of the Karate Kid and back to aliens. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you're gonna sleep good tonight, huh? Oh, like a baby. Let's go. Let's do this. So, uh, the examiner left the room, and Betty engaged in conversation with the leader. She picked up a book with a row of strange symbols, and the leader said she could take it home with her. She also asked from where he came, and he pulled down an instructional map dotted with stars, which seems fucking condescending. Just answer the question. I don't need to know everywhere you've been. Just tell me where you came from. I don't need to see your whole fucking map. So in Betty's dream account, the men began escorting the hills from the ship when a disagreement broke out. The leader then informed Betty that she couldn't keep the book, uh, stating that they had decided that the other men did not want her to even remember the encounter. Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her memory, she would one day recall the events. Uh, which sounds like a bad thing to say to the uh, <clears throat> to the higher-up aliens, and now they just have a reason to kill you. Yeah, dude. Just I'm a loose end. Get rid of me, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to remember. Like, okay. I'm, I'm going to tell everybody you. about your big secret. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right. So there's a whole lot of more stuff on the hills where they, like, go through, like, uh, uh, what is it, hypnosis and all kinds of shit, and they recall stuff, and they're, like, freaking out and stuff. But you can go read all that on your own because now we are going to talk about Antonio Villas-Boas. Now, Antonio Villas-Boas uh, was a Brazilian farmer who later became a lawyer, which is honestly kind of impressive. Uh, he claimed to have been abducted by extraterrestrials in 1957, though similar stories had circulated for years beforehand. Villas Boas claims were among the first alien abduction stories to receive wide attention. Some skeptics today consider the abduction story to be a little more than a hoax, although Antonio nonetheless reported, reportedly stuck to his account throughout his life. Now, at the time of his abduction, he was a 23-year-old. He was 23 years old, working at night to avoid the hot temperatures of the day. On October 16, 1957, he was plowing fields near Sao Francisco de Sales, and when he saw what he described as a quote red star in the night sky, according to him, this star approached him, growing in size until it became recognizable as an egg-shaped aerial craft with a red light at its front and a rotating. Cupola? What the fuck is? What is that word? You know, you know. I'm guessing it's you know, like you see the animated cupola, like the disc-shaped spaceships again. But the disc part was spinning. But but the dome. Well, usually it's either the disc part is spinning or the dome in the middle spinning. Sometimes. I picture the disc part because if the top is spinning, wouldn't that spin the room and you can't tell where you're going? 
Well, because it says it's front and rotating cupola on top. So it's like... Yeah, so it must have been the top, the dome part on the top seems to thinking. But I'm no alien. Could have been the top of the no disc, idea. but why wouldn't the bottom of the disc? Of course, I mean, it's hypothetical. It's a spaceship we're talking about. <laughs> Again, we're dissecting things. Yeah. Don't need to be dissected. Oh, dude, I'm the guy that watches Shrek, and I'm like, dude, there's no way there's a talking donkey. It's like, bro, there's an ogre. Donkeys movie, can't but, even talk. Yeah, like, uh, there's, uh, that like was, it's not a that's what character. you're stuck on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. That's the problem? Not yeah. the green ogre that can Something talk? Something in, like, the domey thing. Voice. Yeah. So the dummy yeah. thing might be spinning. Keep it simple. The dummy thing is that your is that your your scientific analysis? The dummy thing was spinning while not being a scientist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's your professional opinion. <laughs> well, that's so my uneducated opinion. <laughs> the craft began descending to land in the field, extending three legs as it did so. At that point, uh, naturally, Boas decided to uh, fucking tuck and run the other way. According to Boas, he first attempted to leave the scene and on his tractor, but when, I just feel like if you're running, they're going to catch you. It's a tractor in 1957. You're going to outrun a fucking spaceship on a tractor. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't you, you make think, sense. You think they fucked with him for a minute? <laughs> they did. They think they were like, oh no, we can't uh, catch you. And they were like, shut up fucking laser gun. Yeah, no, we got you. Oh, Jesus. It's not too far off from what happens. Yeah, we're, watch this. We're about to shut off the tractor. Yeah, what? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Oh, look, 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 look. We're not letting him get it out of first gear. <laughs> look, I'm going to make it go in reverse. Oh, no, let's do it a wheelie. Oh, look, I'm turning it around. Now he's riding towards us. He's freaking out. <laughs> it's like the Sims where you we, just, just fucking. Like, we got him coming towards us, but we're backing up just to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's driving upside down. Look, he's driving upside down. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Okay, but no. But uh, when his lights and engine died after traveling only a short distance, he decided to continue on foot. However, he was seized by a five-foot-tall humanoid who was wearing gray coveralls and a helmet. And I just want to take this moment to note that five foot is a totally normal height. Even if you add four inches to it, guess what? That's the perfect height for a grown man. So just I don't want to hear anybody talking shit about how short the aliens were. Sounds like you know, somebody's a little insecure about their size, bro. <laughs> you, fuck you. <laughs> no, man, I'm just saying that that's a totally normal height of a of a of a humanoid. Yeah, man. But we will talk about the height of the aliens in, in a second. Actually, it is notable. So its eyes were small and blue, and instead of speech, it made noises like barks or yelps. He's just high as fuck in a field talking to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? These dogs know how to drive my tractor? I'm telling you, man, these guys, it was probably a poppy field that he was plowing. Who knows, dude? Like, I mean, it was <laughs> a heroin field. What, I don't fucking know. What drugs were popular back then? I don't, Cocaine? Like, I don't know. Yeah, man, it was just a coca bean fucking farm. And he just, <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was pot farming. You know, was, <laughs> He's just super stoned and yeah, he's like, dude. yeah the alien was barking at me and he had a collar on he kept like sitting when i would say sit it's fucking weird man yeah it sounds like psychedelics i mean it sounds like a good time but you know yeah uh, most of the the thoughts and like existential uh trains of thought that you go through on those things uh, is bullshit like you think it's so profound and deep and the next day you're like yeah. Then you're talking about it, and your your sober friends are like, "What the fuck are you going on about?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. 
It's kind of like how Charles Manson thought he was a good musician, but he fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. He was just high on acid all right. the time. Oh, dude, I think I'm <laughs> hilarious. You know, like it, but it's I'm not. I'm not. It's yeah, kind of like our podcast. We think it's hilarious, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. no, it's kind of the same. <laughs> I think I'm hysterical, but I know that there's a good possibility that everything I say that is dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, we're just mean. So three similar beings then joined the first in subduing Boas, and then they dragged him inside their craft. Uh, so not too far from the laser shooting. Uh, so notable differences are seen here uh, than with the hills. The hills had scuffs on their shoes as if they were dragged, but they didn't remember it at all. Uh, and Boas seemed to remember a somewhat violent takedown and being forced onto the craft. Uh, but once inside the craft, Boas said that he was stripped of his clothes and covered from head to toe with a strange gel. Which, I mean, I guess that would be the time to try to get away right there. I mean, he would have been so slippery. He could have easily gotten away. Now, he was then led into a large semicircular room through a doorway that had strange red symbols written all over it. Boas claimed that he was able to memorize these symbols and later reproduce them for investigators. Now, in this room, the beings took samples of Boas's blood from his chin. After this, he was then taken into a third room and left alone for around half an hour. During this time, some kind of gas was pumped into the room, which made Boas become violently ill. Now, shortly after this, Boas claimed that he was joined in the room by another humanoid. This one, however, was female, very attractive, and naked. She was the same height as the other beings he had encountered with a small pointed chin and large blue cat-like eyes. The hair on her head was long and white, somewhat like platinum blonde, but her underarm and pubic hair were bright red. Boa said he was strongly attracted to the woman and the two had sexual intercourse. During this act, Boas noted that the female did not kiss him, but instead nipped him on the chin. Uh, and yeah, y'all didn't think you were going to get alien fucking up this episode, but I hope you're all pleasantly surprised by that. Because when I was doing the research on Boas, I didn't expect to read about him fucking a female alien. And he also splooged inside of her. Uh... But this humanoid is interesting because uh, the aliens who forced him onto the craft are described as short greys. Uh, short greys are like the, the slave species of aliens. They're like the worker bees type of aliens for the higher up species so we've got short grays but this humanoid that he's talking about now kind of sounds like a tall white which is said to be tall frail chalky white and with almost transparent platinum blonde hair uh and then i have a little picture of it there too so there's racism in the future that's what you're telling me these faraway lands with like into it like in higher intelligence they're still um a superior race yeah, of course, there always will be. Yes. Just like the reptilians, there's always a higher reptilian. Mm. You can't escape it. Or this guy's an extreme racist, and uh, even in his uh, psychedelic state, he sees a higher being that also has, like, minority groups. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know. And it's weird that the gray individuals are lower than the white individuals. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, That's interesting. Interesting. So when it was... This part is so fucking strange. When it was all over, the female smiled at Boas, 
rubbing her belly and gestured upwards. Uh, now, when I first read that, I thought that she was making like a throw up type of thing, like she's going to vomit the baby up or something. <laughs> but uh, Boas took it differently and took it that this meant she was going to raise their child in space. The female seemed relieved that their task was over. <sighs> Women, am I right? They just want to get out of there. I mean, <laughs> Boas himself. Just said that he felt angered by the situation because he felt as though he had been little more than a good stallion for the humanoids. I don't know, man. Don't be mad. She just wanted to hit it and quit it, create an alien-human hybrid with your sperm. Like, every guy doesn't want that anyway. Dude, if you meet a beautiful woman who wants to just, like, take your seed and then give you zero obligation... <laughs> While wow. also repopulating space with alien-human hybrids that can somehow survive climate change, who doesn't want that? Yeah, man. There's little pieces of you in space, dude. Give him back. Yeah, exactly. Just calm down, dude. But this does go back to the idea. We didn't talk about it, but it is said that the greys come to Earth to procreate with us to make alien hybrid babies. Uh, they do this because they cannot reproduce the way that we do. They are essentially clones of clones of clones. Now, Boa said that he was then given back his clothing and taken on a tour of the ship by the humanoids. During this tour, he said that he attempted to take a clock-like device as proof of his encounter but was caught by the humanoids and prevented from doing so. He was then escorted off the ship and watched as it took off, glowing brightly. When Boas returned home, he discovered that the four... Uh, that, bleh, when Boas returned home, he discovered that four hours had passed. Antonio V.S. Boas later became a lawyer, married, and had four children, and he died on January 19... Or, what the fuck, man? I can't read. He died on January 17, 1991. Now, he did claim uh, that he that this was true up until the day he died. He never backed down from what he said. And uh, one more thing about Boas before we end the episode, though, is following this event, he claimed to have suffered from nausea and weakness as well as headaches and lesions on the skin, which appeared without any kind of light bruising, which I guess is uncommon. I don't know about the skin. Unfortunately, there is not a whole lot about uh, Boas's abduction scenario, even though it was one of the first, like, popular ones in the u.s would it say how long the headaches lasted uh no well i mean no it didn't say how long they lasted i mean i don't i already exited out of the dock but he didn't live that much longer after it so hopefully it wasn't the whole time i mean he died in 91 it happened in 57 oh yeah i guess he did huh i don't know why i thought he said 63 for some reason yeah because he was young no he didn't say anything about how long the headaches lasted do you mean individually lasted or like for the rest of his life lasted? For the rest of his life, like longevity, like how did they, did he have migraines the rest of his life? Or is it just, you know, migraines the following days? I don't know. I don't know. What I get say. migraines, so I was just curious. Like I, I would, it would suck. I do as well. They're pretty, yeah, they suck. They're pretty uncomfortable. But that is the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing next week yet. i got to look at our Google Docs and such that I've typed up. But we will be back next week with another episode. And go follow us on Instagram at How the Dad's Chill. Go follow Johnny at Johnny2Jokes. Go follow the show at The Chilling Truth Podcast. My wife is now running our social media account, so hopefully there will be more posts because I'm terrible at social media. And, yeah, we will catch you guys on the flippity-flip. Later. Later.